you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a part take Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun, not at all. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains a hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born 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 The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Written, produced, arranged, and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group. Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records, UK. Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing. Kyle Owens for Impact Records, Fresh Air Management. I now give you the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Chapter 12. Chris and his schoolhouse crew connected at lunchtime as they did every day. Their table was in the southwest corner of the square-shaped lunchroom, right beside the soft drink vending machines. The group's daily conversation during this time was mostly based upon their customary staples. Music, girls, and the horrors of school. Christian A. Ellison, Rashawn M. Abner, Haji Salim, Jonathan Birnbaum, Jake J. Hong, and Edabine Rodriguez Jr. had come to be good friends and fully respected the goals and views of each other. Although from different cultural backgrounds, a level of mutuality existed between the group, and it was a result of the undiscriminating culture of hip-hop. Yo, Burns, did you listen to that CD I gave you? 
I'm telling you, kid, that joint has some classics on it. I bet you never even heard half that stuff before, Rashawn asked of Jonathan Birnbaum. Burns was a red-haired, pimple-faced kid from the west side of town that religiously wore a fitted baseball cap, which was always perched perfectly atop his head. His admission into the school was a result of his gift in computer science. You bugging out. I've heard all those songs before. And Eager Burns replied, I'm trying to tell everybody the Jewish rapper is the next big thing. Burns continued, Well, he may be the next big thing, but he's not touching me or my style. Jake J. Hong interrupted. J.J., as his school crew referred to him, was a fiery, long-haired Asian kid that was also from the West Side. Similar to LaToya, J.J.'s parents also migrated to the States for a wealth of opportunities. Once a year, usually during the summer season, J.J., his younger sister, and parents would return to their homeland to gain a sense of reconnection with the true essence of their culture. He often said that the trip was never a big deal to him because as far as he was concerned, the west side of New Lake was his home, to which Rashawn would typically counter this reasoning by calling J.J. an ignoramus. Jake was extremely fluent in the area of physics, pushing him to win the National Young Physicist Award two years in a row. Haji Selim, or just Haji, according to his school pals, was the most subdued of the schoolhouse crew. When meeting Haji for the first time, people would often ask about the origins of his first name because it was such a close derivative to Hajj, which is defined as a Muslim spiritual pilgrimage to the Holy Land of Mecca. In his customary timid tone, he would concur that his name was in fact a derivative, but would be more than obliged to elaborate. It is my parents' hope that I become one with the sanctity of Islam. The expectation of me is that I come to be a devout servant of Allah, treat my fellow man with respect as well as his religious convictions, and comprehend the importance of the Muslim's pilgrimage. My life is a pilgrimage, with a marked ending at the gates of total Islamic understanding. Hajj would solidly speak in a manner that would suggest that he had been groomed to regurgitate this reasoning word for word. Like Chris, Hajj had been academically inclined in just about every course. His parents didn't have much in the way of material worth or money, so like Chris's mother, they based a lot upon the idea of obtaining an education as a means to achieve virtually any goal. Lastly, there was Edabin Rodriguez Jr., or just Beans. Jokingly, the clan of friends would alternatively refer to him as Pretty Ricky the Dumb. His Latin swagger often depicted him as being suave and debonair, causing him to be extremely popular with the young ladies. In addition to being the focus of just about every schoolgirl's attention, Edabine had the mind and fortitude of a young executive. He would get the exclusive recordings of Chris and Rashawn upon their completion, produce duplicates from the master, label and package the copies, and hit the streets and underground hip-hop circuits with an explicit intention of moving product, or verbal weight as he called it. The pack of friends did rather well as a result of the entrepreneurial exploits of Beans, and part of the money earned as a result of the mixtape sales would always be returned to their money-making engine for the purpose of covering their minor overhead costs. Edabine's fluency was in mathematics and physics. In a rather recent occurrence, Beans proposed an alternative theoretic equation in which the rate of speed could be calculated leaving the minds of the school's math department baffled for days. 
He was originally from the east side like Chris, Rashawn, and Haji. But his father eventually moved the family to the south side when the business endeavors of his company, Rod & Co., took flight. But moving didn't keep Beans from the hood. He often spent more time on the east side than he did in the new region that he had come to call home. Hey, yo, Ra, hit me with a beat. I feel like getting it in, J.J. requested of Rashawn as he suddenly caught the pleasant tingle of the freestyle bug. Why? You ain't nice with the flow. I don't even think that you can keep up with my beats. Can you even count bars? Rashawn jokingly responded. Go ahead, J.J., get it in, kid. Beans interrupted as he reinforced the novice freestyling potential of his friend. While Jake was a true advocate of the hip-hop culture, he just recently arrived at the doorway to understanding the mechanics of freestyle. But despite this, Rashawn provided the makeshift percussion patterns by way of his rhythmic fist pounds on the lunchroom table's top. Jake's flow swerved in and out of sync, but the antics and friendly hype of his friends drew a crowd all the same. Chris remained withdrawn. He usually headed up these impromptu freestyle sessions, but his mind remained inundated with the forceful and relentless call of the BBF. What's wrong, homie? Rashawn inquired upon the dispersing of the crowd as he noticed the unusually perplexed state of his best friend. You almost look like Haji, he jokingly continued. What did you say? Haji asked as he caught the mention of his name. Nothing, calm down and mind your business. Rashawn jokingly responded. You calm down. You better duck down in Bucktown. Haji expressed in a fun-time disposition that only his friends were akin to. Whatever. What you need to do is bring some hot water and toothpaste to your mouth. Your breath smells like an aged bottle of pickled farts. Rashawn returned jokingly. In response to Rashawn's comment, Beans, Burns, and JJ burst into collective hysterical laughter. Even Haji couldn't help but to indulge himself in a snicker. I'm straight. Just thinking about Dr. Fivehead and that test. Chris responded over the subsiding laughter of his peers. Thinking about it? You flew through that joint quick fast. Yo, Rashawn, you know how crazy Fivehead's exams are. Why your man had the entire joint done in like 20 minutes? Fivehead was bugging. Haji confirmed as if he was paying homage to what obviously was considered a great accomplishment against Dr. Fivehead. Say word, only 20 minutes? Did you study chemistry or did you become chemistry? The last kid that did that was, wait a second, nobody has ever done that, said Rashawn excitedly. Yeah, well, it's not a big deal. I'll just have to wait until next week to see how it did. Chris responded to his admiring friends. Homie, your mind is tripping. As usual, you did well, Rashawn confirmed.
This is Dee Dee Turner coming to you live from the BBF complex. My Viewatron signal is having problems, so I'll make this quick. I wanted to personally thank you for listening, and also wanted to take this opportunity to inform you of some upcoming items. For starters, there is a second book in the series, as well as subsequent installments. You didn't think that I would bring you to the cliff's edge and not provide you with a parachute or gliding device. Check out for the second book in the series entitled Cypher and the Lost Relic of Pangea's Core, set for release late 2014 or early 2015. Visit chroniclesofahiphoplegend.com to see information on book two. Visit the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend on Facebook and hiphops underscore wizard on Twitter or Instagram to receive new developments and information on the series. Also, keep an eye out for the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend merchandise. From stickers to t-shirts, we'll have an array of items for you to represent the series and the cause of Chris Cypher Ellison. Uh-oh, seems like the signal is compromised. Can you hear me? Hello? Hey, yo, can you hear me? Man, sounds like feedback may be close. I gotta bounce. Until next time, fam, this is Dee Dee Turner. Out, 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 out. Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you He but that I'm behind you But always got you Hinder discussion Nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world Until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever So don't ever you fret Know that you covered Not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you Fully loaded prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you but still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, I've been down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all My message to any dad, man, first off, know that yeah, it, it is a hard job But it's the greatest job in the world I wouldn't trade it for anything, I wouldn't change anything about it Everything you're doing from here on out If it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose It's the most important thing you'll ever do just be a dad.